Welcome to the podcast series, Space for Food Security, Does It Work? A podcast that explores the rapid developments and key role that Earth observations play in our global effort to achieve zero hunger by 2030. Brought to you by the Netherlands Space Office. This podcast series explores the real, field-tested innovations and experience of multiple actors within the Geodata for Agriculture and Water program, led by the Dutch government's space agency. Now, here is your host, Raymond Afkenscheid. In today's episode, we introduce you to the 2022 International Conference Space for Food Security on the Right Track. A conference that brings together the most recent development in information services, geodata applications and the role and importance of access to finance. All aimed to support the work and the life of smallholder food producers worldwide. It's been a while. It's two years since we had our last podcast here in the in the studio. So I'm very pleased to be back. And what is really interesting, I'm back here with the same two guests that we left two years ago. So let me introduce to you first Joanna Ruiter of the Netherlands Space Office and Albert Bogaert of the Rabobank and Rabobank Foundation. Joanna, Albert, nice to have you back. <laughs> Thank you so How's much. How's life? Very good. It's nice to be back. Yeah, Albert. same here. No complaints. I heard you changed position. In, uh, is that correct? Yeah, so previously we were. Uh, I was uh, representing Rabo Foundation as innovation leads. Uh, I have now changed to a new role, which is all about overseeing the smallholder initiatives in Rabobank, uh, which, by the way, also includes geodata, remote sensing, so still very relevant. Uh, and it, it basically also is an indication of the journey that Rabobank itself has taken from piloting initiatives in Rabo Foundation to moving it closer to the business and also identifying smallholder farmers as a new client group from that perspective. Pretty interesting then. So it's, it's real business now. Yeah, it's moving in that uh, that way, absolutely. And you, Joanna, how are you doing at the Netherlands Space Office? <laughs> Busy as always. Our current program, the G4AW program, of course, has now been running for nearly 10 years. Um, so we're really coming to a point where we have so many lessons learned that we want to continue with and see, okay, what are the themes we see in the program and the projects, what works, what doesn't work, and also what are really the trends we can explore a bit more in the future. So it's exciting. Yeah, it really is. Uh, For the audience who is listening to us for the first time and didn't have the opportunity yet to uh, listen to the previous podcasts, what are we actually talking about? You all but are already mentioning financial services and bank involvement. Joanna with the geodata, the word of smallholder farmers is mentioned a couple of times. Could you just for the new audience uh, explain a little bit what the relationship is between these themes? Yeah, Albert, let me kick it off then with the smallholder farmers. Um, So at the Netherlands Space Office, we run a program that is financed by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs that is all about bringing information services and also financial services to smallholder food producers. And I'm saying food producers quite consciously because it's not just farmers, but it could also be pastoralists. So it's any sort of small farmer pastoralist that has a small amount of land. Usually we talk about an average of 2.5 hectares of land um, per family. So they have enough produce that they can also bring some of that to the market. That is realistically what we're talking about. You have subsistence farmers where it's all about just producing enough for their own household and then smallholder farmers where they have access they can bring to the market and sell and make a profit from. And our program, Geodata for Agriculture and Water, is really targeting that farmer, that smallholder farmer and food producer. And how can we help them 
increase their production in a sustainable way based on information services. Well, that's a lot of things here to unpack. So let me try it and is. do that. It is, it is. <laughs> let me bring step, it. Step by step, please. Step by step. Right. So you have an information service. Yeah, it's a fancy term for very often what we talk about is accurate weather information. So when is really rainfall going to happen so you don't put fertilizer on your field that is going to be washed away the next day. So you know when okay. really to use the fertilizers, when you can plant the seeds, etc. So how can you do the, the farming practices in a way that you don't lose the inputs that you use and thereby you have better chances of increasing the yields and then you have a better outcome, etc. Right? That's what we're talking about, the very basic of it. And then um, we use satellite data to give that accurate weather information, but we can also use satellite data to look at the fertility of the soil, to look at other parameters that are important for these farmers so they can better manage their farms. Um, this becomes quite technical quite fast, so I'll leave it at that. Um, and maybe Albert wants to talk a bit more about when financial services also come in for the farmer. Yeah, yeah sure. But let me first stay with you for a second. For those who are interested in this matter, in our previous podcast, we gave examples of you know, how satellite data is used to fight diseases, spraying at the right time, not too much, not too little, and at the right time under the, the right weather conditions. But even pastoralists who are using geodata to, let's say, allow their cattle to graze in a more sustainable way or matter. You know, going where there is still some um, water. water left and or feed. grass or feed yeah. for them for the cattle. So the spread of agricultural activities, so to speak, and food producing activities is quite large, right? Yeah, absolutely. The types of services really vary significantly from what you already said, pest and disease warnings to the pastoralists. And I think, I mean, what is important here to remember is we're always thinking about a smallholder farmer somewhere in a developing country, but... Smallholder food producers are responsible for approximately 30% of the world food production. So it's a significant amount for the overall food security that we face. 30% is quite a lot. Yeah, I certainly think so. So, and Albert, how is this then related to, to finance and financial services? Yeah, so that happens in uh, two ways. Um, in the first place, farmers, smallholder farmers need multiple solutions yeah, for, for different problems they have yeah, or challenges. Uh, that's access to market, access to finance, good agricultural advice, insurance, eh, and a couple of others. Just solving one doesn't make sense. Um, so if you're from a bank perspective, want to finance a farmer, it helps a lot if a farmer gets the right agricultural advice or has an insurance so it can cope with climate change, weather index insurance, for instance. So that's, that's one, and that's a very uh, indirect one, but there's a more direct angle. And that's exactly the angle we have taken in the cooperation eh, between Rabo Foundation and G4AWNSO, which is about using geodata as uh, additional data layer to include in financial decision making. And that helps to reduce the cost of risk, uh, better insight in risks, but also especially uh, to reduce the costs of monitoring a farmer. Because from the sky, you can add additional insights eh, to your regular operations uh, and that basically has one big effect and there's a huge potential in that is to reduce the cost of lending so that's why access to finance becomes easier eh? finance becomes more accessible to farmers if additional data is included because it saves money uh, in the financial institution to put it in a very simple way and if it saves money you can 
um, let's say, offer these services at lower cost. Yeah, so Selling. either uh, the services are offered at a lower cost, but what's what's happening more is that groups of farmers that could previously not be reached can now find finance because of yeah the better insights that banks or financial institutions are having. And uh, in the conference, we will see a couple of examples eh, of parties that are using it for that purpose. Before we can continue, could you help me out here a bit? Um, FAO, the World Food Organization, identifies the fact that we are not on track with the sustainable development goal number two, uh, zero hunger by 2030. Uh, Climate change is hitting us pretty hard, much faster than ever expected. Droughts are floods alike. And, well, recently we have seen that political unrest has dramatic effects on the availability of of grains, for example, for, for Northern Africa and the Middle East. Are we running backwards now? in relation to fighting for food security? Do we make any progress? What are your ideas about that? Yeah, I think it's a a very general question because the world is very diverse, eh? including the impact of the different, the the three Cs, eh? COVID, uh, food crisis and and climate change. And it's there. eh? And of course, input prices have tripled and even more than that. eh? So you can't solve that with geodata. eh? That's also very clear. At the same time, it makes it even more critical to optimize and protect farmers with index endurance and other things. So it's, all those crises just leave less room for other, uh, yeah, for other things to happen. And that's why optimizing and helping the farmers to optimize their production is more relevant than ever. I mean, if I can also come in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, please. So generally you have on one side a growing population and on the other side also having to match that with food production. And then these other challenges come in, such as climate change, that make the food production even more difficult. I mean, look, just look at the drought that we also experience in Europe at the moment. And there's so much yield lost because of that. And every time these challenges increase or we have an extreme weather event or, or even such other political crises coming up in a country, that has such rippling effects showing us over and over again just how fragile that system really is. And Something that is often left out in the discussion when we're talking generally about food production is that the people that are suffering most from that are subsistence farmers and smallholder farmers. Because if they face a crisis such as there's a flood in their region, they lose their entire crop for that season, which is detrimental. So they lose their entire livelihood. And that's where an insurance product can come in and give them at least a certain payout based on what you can see, how strong has the flood been, has there been a lack of rainfall, etc. Right. So that's how we can help the people that are most affected by the complexity of crises that we see facing the food system overall. Yeah, I completely understand it now. I mean, the, the room for error with smallholder farmers, you know, when you have just two hectares or, you know, or three feeding a family, there is a, a zero margin for error. Exactly. So you need to optimize whatever you have and take out all the you know, possible negative effects. So. I completely understand that it is even more relevant for smallholder farmers than it might be for large-scale farming, where you have at least some robustness of the system. Yeah. Okay, thanks a lot. Um, you already mentioned the uh, the program that, that you are running, the G4AW, the Geodata for Water and Agriculture, or Agriculture and Water, actually, yeah? G4AW. Um, two years ago, we were discussing this matter as well, Still a bit from a kind of potential objective, you know, this um, we might be able to succeed 
There are interesting developments um, uh, on the horizon. The program itself was running quite smoothly. Uh, what has happened over the past two years? Do we already have some great examples of successes? Yeah, we have several. But I think, I mean, let me first start with some general what happened. Of course, the COVID crisis happened in the meantime. So one major thing that we saw is that the digital services that are connecting the farmers often to extension workers or some other people, um, they are used in multiple ways now. So think of, um, we have one project, for example, they have an ag coach. So it's really sort of giving all the agricultural information, when to harvest, when to use fertilizers, etc. And then they added now a health coach to that system as well. So how can you, they use the same platform to also give information based on COVID regulations, etc. in that country. That has been happening in Burundi and they now managed to reach 170 thousand farmers already with that. And I think that's one of the examples that I really wanted to highlight because it shows that these type of applications, when you once you build that connection with the farmer, once you have one service established and you see other challenges coming up, you can add on other services to that as well. Oh, that is that is brilliant. I mean it's so simple. Uh, when, <laughs> yeah, when when you have your agricultural services there and I get back to you uh, Albert and you and you even be able to connect that to improve financial services. And now, due to the catalyzation effect of COVID, you add services that, that relate to personal and family health. Man, it's, yeah. You can add education if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are even ideas for that. And I think that's that's maybe the main development we've seen in the last two years, is that we started out with this, can we use geodata, so satellite data, to improve the production of smallholder farmers in a sustainable way? We know now, yes, but what else can we do using geodata? What else can we do to improve the challenges that these farmers are facing? Okay, that's quite clear. Uh, if we now go back to the financial services, uh, Albert, how are farmers actually benefiting from these increased services now? Are they really using it? Yeah, we see two customer groups. Eh? One is the farmer, who are direct beneficiaries of the G4AW services. But there's another layer of users, and that's the banks eh? and the financial institutions. So there's two different purposes, but equally important to improve access to finance. And, and yes, we, we have seen a lot of very promising developments, eh? which you will also see in the conference, uh, by the way. So what you mentioned, eh? the previous conference was five years ago. That was a bit of a kickoff, eh? very inspirational, a lot of exploration eh? in terms of using geodata for the financial sector. It was hardly being done. And I feel quite confident to say that now we have reached the next phase eh, where we have built products, um, even within Rabobank, but especially also outside Rabobank. We have created products based on those geodata services. And that's all leading to eh, hundreds of thousands and, and, and even more farmers being financed uh, on that. Uh, as we speak? Yeah, as we speak. Yeah, Those numbers you will find, especially in India, where the remote sensing companies have made great progress uh, in, in linking to the banks. Uh, again, if you want to know more on that, go to the conference because you will see a couple of great examples of that. But yes, that's actually happening. And, and even within Rabobank, eh, we have developed our own remote sensing um, tools for carbon sequestration measurement. Uh, we're working on credit analytics based on, uh, on remote sensing. Yeah, and that's all uh, on, on the basis of the recent, let's say, satellite developments that, uh, that we discussed five years ago as an as a interesting idea and uh, worth exploring. But uh, yeah, it's turning into reality. I'm really pleased with this. Oh, it's yeah, it's, right, it's, so often, so it's often so difficult to explain 
the fact that this high-tech environment of application development, uh, remote sensing, uh, earth observation data is actually directly connected to the well-being of smallholder farmers. Yeah, and that that is because uh, it's in two ways. It works when the user uh, of the geodata services who works with the farmers. So there's an intermediary is of course more, yeah, it's it's more scalable to train them on the use of geodata or develop specific software solutions eh, that just translate data into to insights. Um, so that helps. Uh, but there's also a lot of innovation going on on what we call last mile delivery models, which is all about having another intermediary uh, that uses, let's say, the training tools to work with farmers and advise them and yeah, also onboard them, for instance, eh, on, on behalf of banks. So also a lot of innovation on the organization eh, and, and solving all those bottlenecks in the last mile. Also, that is going on. And that's also uh, yeah, very relevant as what we've seen in the last three to five years. And this is what you are planning to share with the rest of the world in October, right? Yeah, we invited uh, a number of partners of us and of NSO to share their experiences, basically. Uh, and you will also find people of Rabobank there, uh, but also uh, the, the parties from India, from East Africa. So yes, that's what the conference will be about. Uh, because that is what you are referring to. Huh? The Netherlands Space Office and the Rabobank and the Rabo, Rabo Foundation are planning to have this conference in, in October, the 3rd to 6th of October. Mm-hmm. Space for food security on the right track. Well, you definitely are, if, if, I, if I listen to, um, to the both of you. Joanna, a conference, four days. What can we expect? Why should we come to... City of Utrecht, I believe. Here in the Netherlands. Yeah. I mean, four days, it's long, I know, but that's because we have so much, I think, to both share and discuss uh, with everyone that's involved. What to expect? I mean, we have, um, let's quickly go through the days. The Monday, uh, we will have a really sort of a plenary coming together, and that's where the title is most fitting on the right track. So we will have a look at where we started, but also where we are now. And it's on the right track because it's a bit of a stop now to see what are the lessons learned, what are the themes, and how does this come back also with the policymakers. And we will have some fantastic speakers from Rabobank, um, but also really from NSO looking back into the projects, taking a deep dive more into uh, just some of the products that have been uh, having great successes. Um, We will have some inspirational speakers as well, just to keep everyone on board. The Tuesday will be more focused on lessons learned around how can we monitor then the impact that we have on the ground? How can we make sure that everyone is included in these services? We're not leaving anyone behind in communities. So digital inclusion, that's what we're talking about really. Um, are there marginalized groups such as women? Are they really being addressed appropriately? Sometimes it's also older farmers that struggle with using technology that we're providing. So we need to understand what channels of communication we need to use for what group of farmer. That's the kind of deep dives we want to take on Tuesday. That's the second day? That's the second day, indeed, yeah. The third day? <laughs> the, the Wednesday and the Thursday are then organized together with Rabo Foundation. And so the Wednesday will be a bit of a um, really more interactive day. So it's all about making partnerships. It's it's the opportunity for all the participants also to come and say if they have a project that they're working on, a company they want to pitch, they want to present, they want to get in touch with other participants, that is the day for them, really. We will have some skill-based workshops as well in the morning to also increase um, the skills of the participants if they want to attend. And then uh, we'll have the last day, the Thursday, 
which is all about financial services. So, okay. I mean, really sort of the whole conference is about agricultural services and financial services, but we'll specifically focus on financial services on the Thursday. And I'll give it to Albert to give some more details there. And that's your nick of the wood. Yeah, so what will be covered on, on the Thursday is all the aspects or many aspects that are relevant for making finance work together with geodata to, to improve access to finance. So that will be about bundling of products, which is one thing that is very important, not just within geodata programs, but also including finance. That's we've, uh, we've done a lot of work on that uh, in terms of pilot in the last years. But bundling of products is, is going to be one. And you will see successful examples of parties that are doing that. Another one is creating business models on the last mile services, including geodata. Because it's one thing that a farmer benefits from a service, uh, but it's also necessary to be able to build a business on it. And and if parties can't grow and scale their business, it will always remain in the, yeah, let's say, in the pilot yeah. phase, yeah, right. funded by grants. So so that's it will never reach scale then. So how to build a business model? Eh? And we will see also several examples of that. Uh, last mile delivery, uh, how to reach farmers, or how to make geodata services, uh, how to make them let's say, uh, relevant for farmers. We see examples of a party that will work with banks, uh, but at a very large scale, and then the banks included in their propositions. But we also see parties that work closely with farmers, and they're basically bridging the connections, including the information gaps uh, that you were hinting at. Um, So they act as an intermediary between farmers, farmer organizations, and geodata services. And and as I mentioned, technical innovations have been important, uh, let's say, in the last five years. But it's now especially the organizational innovations and the business model innovations that are taking place as we speak. And that's what complements the the technical innovations. So who should actually come to this? Is this just for people working in agricultural services? Is this for people working in the financial world? Who should be coming? I'd say at the very least both of those. (laughs) So anyone who's working in smallholder food production or agriculture in general, if you're working on geodata as well, or if you're interested in any of these, um, I think this is for for us, it's a great opportunity to also bring all of these worlds together. And I think everyone has something to contribute and learn while we're there. This is something that there's been a lot of development in this field, as you can also hear from these quite complex discussions we've also had today. So this is sort of the moment to explore together what are the future trends. So what what's the status quo? What have we learned now? But where do we want to go together in the future? How can we bring better digitalization to smallholder food production? How can we bring better services to smallholder farmers and smallholder food producers? Because, and I mean, Albert said this a bit earlier, sometimes you have um, different client groups. So you have geodata services that are given to um, also banks, but that are meant to benefit the smallholder farmers. And I think that's generally what we're looking at. How can we make a service benefit the smallholder farmers, even if also there might be other users in the supply chain that are using some of these services? So if you're someone even within the the food supply chain and you're interested in how to better reach out to the farmers, if you're interested in some of these services, that's also a place for you to come and join us and join the conversation. Great. Do I need to come all four days? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) No, I mean, uh, the the registration will open uh, very soon. So check our website, but it's up to anyone uh, to decide if you want to come one day or what day specifically you're interested in. We will have all the information per day on the website so you can come 
only for the finance day. Uh, you can come for only the other days. You can come for all of the days. It's really up to the participants to decide when and, they uh, want to come. If I'm still having some travel restrictions. So this is actually quite important. We, we're not going to have an, a completely hybrid format, meaning that there won't be any interaction possible, but we will stream all of the plenary sessions online. So it's a possibility to, to also register. It's really important that you do register so you get all the updates and then you can follow the streams online. It will be very limited in, in the interaction you can have with the speakers, but you have an opportunity to still follow the sessions and, and, and be part of the conversation. Great. Two of you will be there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, that's a four-day. It's quite an intensive program. A lot of, let's say, uh, different fields bring, um, being brought together. Are there any aspects that are, let's say, your personal favorite? Things that we should definitely not miss, a favorite speaker or a favorite workshop. What do you recommend? I mean, I'll start with this one. <laughs> um, what I'm quite excited about is that we try to also bring things in for people that might be a bit new to space as well, because it's always just sort of space applications and satellite data and then smallholder agriculture. It's a vastly different world um, and you might be coming from one side, but you're not so familiar with the other. Um, so we'll actually have an astronaut, the Dutch astronaut, Andre Kaupers, who okay. will come and give a talk to us um, about his experience also on the ISS. So if you're interested in learning a bit more about space, uh, that's definitely the place to be. That will be on the Thursday, um, actually the opening of the Thursday with Rabobank. And then we'll also have one workshop on just an introduction to satellite data. So it's really, if you feel like this is a bit too high tech for you, it's not. There will be options for you to come um, and participate in some introductory talks and better understand the technology that we're working with. I completely agree. I mean, Andre is a great speaker and he is the right person to introduce you to this field. So I agree with you. And you, Albert? Yeah, in the first place, I like the whole setting and the role that NSO takes here as a kind of ecosystem organizer. Right? Yeah, Because it is. You do need all those services and it needs to be well organized and parties need to start to know each other eh? and understand the relevance of their uh, ideas and services. And, and personally, it helped me a lot that NSO uh, gave us the opportunity to learn eh? also in a very technical way from all this, the developments in the satellite industry. And I think the conference is just another illustration of that with all the different topics being covered. So it, it only underlines the, the diversity of, of topics, but also how it all connects. So that's what I like very much in general. And of course, I'm very passionate about access to finance and, and financial services to smallholder farmers. So my real favorite topics within the conference are, of course, in that field. Uh, and that's, as I mentioned, in the in the innovations in the last mile delivery, which is all about making geodata work huh, for the benefit of the farmer. Uh, and that's theoretically very simple, but practically and organizationally. And then turning that organization into a viable business model, of course, that's a very huge task. And that's uh, the examples that we are going to see in the conference. Uh, they're fantastic illustrations of people who worked incredibly hard to achieve that. So that's what I'm looking forward to uh, for the most. Yeah, I can imagine. I will be there. I'm I'm really surprised that um, this has developed so fast. I mean, I'm not surprised, but I'm actually quite pleased to see that it is really, really making an impact, that, uh, that it is being uh, used and introduced properly, and that it's, it's really serving um, the people who need our help in this um, respect, the small, the farmer. So I'm really looking forward. But Joanna, one more time. 
from the 3rd to the 6th of October mm-hmm. in Utrecht, mm-hmm. yeah, in the so-called Munt gebouw, yeah. if I'm correct. Yes. Registration. Registration. <laughs> Where? It's going to be open on our website, so have a look out on g4aw.spaceoffice.nl. I'll repeat it very quickly, g4aw.spaceoffice.nl. It's very prominent on the website, so you won't be able to miss it. It's the Space for Food Security on the Right Track conference. Join us in Utrecht, the 3rd to 6th of October. We will be there. Um, and after this, you know, conference is just a step. What's going to happen in the, the next months and maybe few years even? Albert, what do you think? Where is this taking us? Where is it, where, where is it taking you? Yeah, so we will continue uh, using remote sensing products ourselves as a bank. Rabo Foundation will continue to work with uh, very innovative partners, eh? implementing more and more geodata-based services into financial products, which basically means financing farmers, including, let, let's say, the information stream of remote sensing products. So that will all continue, eh? and uh, Rabo Foundation will do its best to facilitate the scaling of that with additional products, blended finance products, advisory, uh, connected to partner banks of Rabobank. So that's all the scaling part eh, that will happen in the next five years. I find this so amazing. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so excited that, I mean, we've worked so hard on building these services for the smallholder farmers that now they really also get access to financial services is so critical for their safety in the future and for their livelihoods. It's really exciting to have a bank on board in the Netherlands now that's embraced it so much that they really made it also a core of their business for the future. So I hope to see a lot more financial institutes that will continue working on this as well. Albert, you can go and convince them. <laughs> Thank you. And you, Joanna, what is NSO planning on this subject? Uh, you have achieved so much. Yeah. Yeah. And as Albert said, it is really an ecosystem has been established more or less. There is critical mass, there is momentum. Yeah, no, all of that is true. There's an ecosystem, there's a marketplace that's now been established I think for us, the work um, really sort of starts here because we've proven our geodata is of such added value for this whole sector that now, of course, instruments are improving. That's the whole space side now. <laughs> we have um, better data available. So our question is a bit, how can we further help scale uh, the projects that we have now, reach more farmers with these kind of services, but also digitalization for agriculture as a whole That's become more of a of a crucial part of the policy as well within the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. So we're in conversation with them as well to see how does geodata come in and what's the continuation of our work together with the ministry in the future. And that is going to result in what? <laughs> well, potentially in a new program, right? I mean, we've had the whole G4AW program now that's ending next year. Yeah. We now have all the lessons learned and now we'll see, okay, what needs to be done now? How can geodata help smallholder food producers? And what's sort of the next step? And that will be what we will be discussing during the conference. So I'm looking forward to hearing from everyone who's joining us in the conversation also what are their needs, what are their use cases and experiences, both using satellite data, but also just from the sector and their work that they've been doing. And and where can we come in and play a role in the future? I hope you succeed. I mean, this is an amazing field to be involved in. So that brings us to the closure of this uh, fourth episode of our uh, podcast uh, series. Please be reminded that if you want to know a bit more about this subject, please take um, a look or listen to episodes uh, one, two, and three, which uh, dive into very specific examples 
of the use of these kind of technologies uh, in the field in Asia, in spice trading, in Mali for pastoralists, fighting plant diseases in India, potato blight and all that. The spectrum is enormous and quite fascinating. So please listen to the previous episodes. With that, I would like to thank Joanna and Albert for their contribution and their, uh, especially their enthusiasm in this domain. It's fabulous. I really, really, really like it. And having said that, Joanna, one more time, if I want to come to the conference. Also, the conference is from the 3rd to the 6th of October in Utrecht, the Netherlands. Check the website g4aw.spaceoffice.nl. And once again, it's Space for Food Security on the right track. And if you don't remember this URL, just use G4AW in your uh, browser search field and you will immediately find the right link. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Space for Food Security, Does It Work? Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Catch our next episode. This podcast series has been financially supported by the Netherlands Ministry of Foreign Affairs and produced by the Netherlands Space Office. 